York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone. The Todd Berry Podcast is back. Oh, my God. How exciting. Who saw this coming? Not me. I didn't see it ending either. I just kind of stopped doing it, and then just weeks went by, and then I think like a year went by, and I just didn't. I just got lost the fire, and uh, and I realized, because uh, now I'm doing it in a fancy studio in Manhattan, and I realized I, I like it so much better. You know, they, uh, you, have a little, you can offer someone a, a Diet Coke or something, as if I couldn't do that in my apartment, but my apartment's just dirty, and uh, I just felt like it just seemed low rent to uh, to do it for my apartment. Ironically, the rent is very high in my apartment, but uh, that's you didn't need to know that. Anyway, Matteo Lane is on the show, and it was a great conversation. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's do some of my uh, my tour dates coming up. I'll just slam out a few of these. I'll just say the cities, and then you can figure out the rest by going to my website. Actually, I might just do the dates also. March 23rd, Pittsburgh. April 19th, Phoenix. April 26th, Greensboro, North Carolina. Then I have a European tour. May 3rd, Copenhagen. On the 3rd of May, Oslo on the 4th. Prague on May 6th, never been there. Berlin, May 10th and 11th, never been there. And then I have Springfield, Missouri, never been there on June 7th. And I'll have other stuff added really soon. Anyway, uh, let's take a little break and we'll be back with Matteo Lane. The Todd Berry Podcast. Matteo, I haven't done this in over a year. Really? Oh, yeah, my podcast has been on uh, hiatus. And I'm the first guest? Yeah. For the hi- oh, I wow. I didn't want like a big name, so I wanted to work. <laughs> I wanted someone who I could just, like it didn't matter whether I did well or not. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the right person. I was like, oh, I can't have a big name. I got to have some uh, some new episodes under my belt. <laughs> grease the wheels. Uh, grease the wheels. No, of course, you. I'm happy that this is going to be good. I feel like I, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be. This is going to be like a 2020 interview. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be. You will be crying within within 15 minutes. That's easy. I'm Italian and gay. I'm, I'll cry <laughs> at, the, at a Folgers coffee commercial. <laughs> um, now, when I asked you to do this, I was DMing you or texting you or both, and you said you had a, a chemistry test, and I think I know what you mean by now. <laughs> But when you first, why don't you just tell people? First of all, you texted me or messaged me when I was on a cruise. Right. I'd never been on a cruise in my entire life. Oh, really? Life. No. How would you think? Um, well, let's put it this way. The comics were great. Uh-huh. The shows were fun. Yeah. But I was the only gay on the boat. On a cruise? Yeah. Really? I, it, was, it, wasn't, it was the Impractical Jokers cruise. Oh, yeah. Well. And they, I mean, are fi- wonderful people. Yeah. Um. Just, you know, it would have, I mean, you know, maybe not my scene. Really? How many nights were you on there? Uh, four. And where did you go? We went to the Bahamas for a day and then headed back. I mean, it was, I really found it weird. We, we, we you know, you take off and you are in the middle of the night sailing to the Bahamas. Then you land at the Bahamas and everyone sort of gets off and you just sort of stare at the beach for a couple hours and then get back. There's a buffet waiting for you everywhere. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I just can't with the buffets. I did a comedy nerd cruise. And it was like Max Fun, I think it was, and it, we went to the Bahamas. And is but there was also the regular comedian who was always on board, or the 
they sort of had a segregate. This was like a private little seg- section of people, but then they had the regular cruise goers. But uh, it, it's it's a weird experience. I don't know that I would want to do it. I do, it, I again anytime soon. I'm doing a gay cruise in August, which is going to be the exact opposite. It's you think be there'll like... be gay people on that one? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if there were no gay people. Well, there'll be gay one. people. There'll be Hep C on every floor. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be sex decks and gyms. I mean, it's gonna be. I'm gonna go from being bored out of my mind to completely overwhelmed with anxiety. <laughs> um. So you did four nights. How many shows? Four shows. Four and sh- everyone kept coming back to the shows, so I had to do. You know, you have to do 15 new minutes. Oh. But I'm with all these like really seasoned comedians, and I'm only seven years in, so I only have about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of. Material. That's good for seven years. And yeah, I yeah, I th- thank you. But I felt dis- like the last day, it was like I was scraping the bottom of the barrel and doing jokes. That, I mean, I was just really. That's uh, yeah. Because when you assume you get four shows, you don't assume oh, four shows for the same audience. Yeah. Wow. Because I was like, oh, who saw me last night? Everyone clapped. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I'm glad Sal Volcano fucked me over on that cruise that he offered yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, thank you. Well, he was like, he said it made it sound like to me it sounded like you can do this, and then. I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then he's like, oh, well, all the offers are out. I'm probably oh. misstating what happened because he's a great guy. Yeah, Sal's great. Sal's just running around all smiles. I don't yeah. know how he was so happy all the time. I mean, no one knew who the shit I was. And I was like, ah, oh, this crows. <laughs> but I want, I, play, I gambled with Jessica Curson. Yeah. She, ta- she taught me how to play blackjack. Did you win? Blackjack's kind of fun. I won 140 bucks. Are you good at walking away once you're ahead? Uh, yeah, you because they were like, we got to keep going. Got to go. And I'm like, I got to go to bed and get on Instagram. I don't have time for this. <laughs> but, Did, uh, so you didn't like the buffets? No, I'm a, like a food snob. So yeah. the buffets were... I don't yeah. know. I You're just, like a cook to order guy. I, I, yes. I can't with the, everything is like C plus food. Every kind of mousse was just, it was tasteless. <laughs> and even the chocolate was tasteless. Really? I, I got ice cream and I thought, how does the, how is this chocolate? How? How do they manage to take out the sugar? Did, <laughs> did you guys have the whole cruise to yourself or was it, oh. or was there regular cruise going? Regular on? cruise yeah. going. We had the artistic lounge. And we show up there, and there's another buffet waiting for us there. Uh-huh. There was one night they cooked us food, and they got they had like a spaghetti bolognese that was I couldn't tell if it was good or it was um, just food. Right. And uh, Bobby Kelly ate like three, two bowls of it. I mean, I, it was so good. We just kept eating it. It was the only real food we had. <laughs> really, I don't know if I'm a cruise person. It's weird if you ever like I've been at airports and I. You sit next to someone at the gate who's like their cruise people. Then it's like, what's our 18th cruise? We like Royal Caribbean better than we like uh, Empress or whatever. Like. Yeah. But it just seems like a weird thing. To, it seems like a weird vacation to go on over and over again. Well, it's just, it's kind of a sheep mentality, don't you think? Just like, I don't want to make any decisions right. and I want to be stuck in a place I can't leave. And uh, I don't know. I'm just not a, you know what it is? I don't drink a lot. And I think that's what it is. So oh, oh, really? these people are having, then they were the nicest. Everyone on the boat was so nice, but just the, I mean, they would get drunk. It would be like 3 p.m. There was a woman walking. She was walking like a duck. Her legs didn't work. She, her eyes were just, you know, she looked like the Joker. Her right. smeared makeup. I thought, are you having fun? It's 3. Like I know. Cut her off. <laughs> Did How long were your sets? You said 15 minutes? 15 minutes long. First two nights, I was like, I got this. This is fun. Then the third night, I was like, oh, boy. And then the last night, I, was, I literally was considering stripping. Stripping and crowd work. <laughs> yeah. Well, my crowd work was horrible. I was like, "Oh, what sports do you play? Golf. Oh, and um, <laughs> and what's it like on the field? It's called the green. Oh God, oh, fun God. people. Oh, just it's shoot. called the green. Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry, I messed up. <laughs> Thank you for educating me while I'm trying to make everyone laugh. 
That's fuck, fuck that, man. What was the chemistry test then? I think I know. But. Uh, oh, it was for some show. It was, I don't, I don't know how much I can say, but it was for a show about weddings. And so they're looking for co-hosts. Okay. Because you said chemistry test. And for some, I know what, when they test people for chemistry, but did they call that a chemistry test? Yeah, I put on a lab coat and I was just sort of mixing chemicals to see if I could come <laughs> up with what they wanted. And, you know. No, but I thought there's another name for that. But I, yeah, I was Because they, they had me with the host of the show. And right. so we sit literally just... Just sat on a couch and chatted for about an hour, an hour and a half. I got excited. They thought, was Mateo going to night school or something? This is <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it in comedy. Really I'm, taking a chemistry test? I was going to book. Todd, I have a book report. I can't do. Uh, I can't do your podcast. I have a book report. I also. I. W- I'm not actually trying to like cure cancer or anything. I just like mixing the different colors of the <laughs> chemicals with glass. I just want to wear glasses and a lab coat. So, do you think you got this part or? Mm. It's a, it's a live, like, it's a reality show or like a, what is it called? Non-scripted. Uh-huh. So it's easier. I don't I never go on acting auditions ever. No? I refuse. Do you actually refuse? You turn yeah, it down? Yeah, I refuse. I won't go. Why is that? Because I, I just, I don't, lo- first of all, I have gay voice. So there's no way I'm going to walk in there and be like, what's going on? Hey, what's the, hey, girl. You know, and the second thing is all the gay roles are always like, what's the sitch? You know, <laughs> which I understand that I am. I mean, I'm as gay as they come. I'm as gay as a picnic basket. But, you know, just sometimes you read these scripts. I'm like, who wrote this? Right. And are they gay? And it just I don't. And I hate the power struggle and I hate waiting. I hate actors. I hate I just hate it all. And I thought, no, I don't want to be an actor. I'll do something else. I admire that. The auditions are uh, they're they're stressful. Like I when I don't get them, go where where are my auditions? And then I get one, and it's like you have to learn nine pages uh, in by three hours from now. And uh, no, I'm gonna sit at home and watch people play <coughs> video games and bed knobs and broomsticks, and then go to the gym. Does your agent are they cool with that? Or they're fine because I'm making the money in other ways. Okay, but I just told them. I mean, I used to go like when you felt like you had to, and right. I was just so confused. I didn't know what was going on. Well, then you can pay 150 bucks for this acting coach. No, I wanted to do stand up. This is ridiculous. Right. I and if someone look, I'm a fine actor. If someone, I'm so <laughs> such a piece of shit. Like if someone offers me a role. Seven years, nothing's happened. But still, in my head, I'm like, fuck it. There's people who are like training all day for to learn how to act, and we're like, nah, I don't like that audition. Yeah. Like, that was handed to me with virtually no experience whatsoever that you couldn't get. I know it's so unfair. I'm writing my own thing right now that I'll I'll be starring in. So I don't. I just read something. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Is you. Vault, what? What's? It's called the Chameleons. Yeah. yeah I remember Basically, that. Basically, I'm a gay spy. Really? Yeah. Who's that for? Uh, Comedy Central. Wow. So it's exci- that's exciting. So is it like a scripted thing? Yeah. Wow. Who I'm, else is in it? Uh, just so far, we're in script development, and it's, I'm writing it with Jared Lapidus, who's a director and a writer. He's really great. Okay. And we were having a blast. So you, they ordered a pilot? Not yet. That's why it's weird they made an announcement. They made oh. an announcement, and I'm like... Yeah, that is weird. It is. It's not usual. But they are enjoying it a lot, and we have our first meeting with them about the script. We've been writing it since... Uh, we we pitched it to them in June, and then it took four months to negotiate the contract. And then we started. We handed in the outline, and then we just handed in our first version of the script. So I was shocked that they made an announcement. I thought, oh, I thought you would wait. Yeah, because that seems kind of uh, putting the cart in front of the horse. Or well, whatever. it's also just like I feel like they probably do that with a number of people, and then pick a few to actually make. Right. But maybe there's a spy. Maybe there's a someone. On the inside there. I don't know. I uh, guess it's good news. Yeah, that is really good news. Yeah, if they're excited about it. Did you it. join the Writers Guild? No, not yet. 
That's nice. The Writers Guild. Man. Is it? I didn't even want to join screeners. SAG. You don't, no. No, because you don't like because it's three thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then they have to pay make payments to them, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah. you know, when you'd like SAG though is when if you do acting work and you go do a movie or something, and then you know, then you they get, protect like, you. There's a six hundred dollar bonus because your lunch was a half hour late. Oh, okay. That's a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like love Zach. Meal penalties and shit. Like yeah, it's pretty... Uh, do I sound obnoxious or No, arrogant? not at all. No. And, no. and who cares if you do? <laughs> it's better for me if you sound terrible. Like, people end up talking about the podcast. What an awful guest you were. I, I am an awful guest. No, you're good. This is... Bree we're breezing. <laughs> So I guess, oh, I guess we should get this out of the way. Um, I ruined Colin Quinn's show. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and I happen to be there to witness it. Uh, do you want to tell a story? Do you want, it's, I mean, maybe it's not much of a, I guess it's a story. It's a fun story. Yeah, I it mean, is a fun story. Well, first of all, I, I have to pee all the time. I have to pee right now. Do I you? Just, yes, I drink so much water, and then I have to pee every three seconds. I know, I'll never understand these people who just drink what looks to me like a gallon of water. And they're fine. If I look at a raindrop, I'm like, I got I to gotta pee. And I was, I made sure I went pee before the show. So I was like, I'm not going to go pee. And we're sitting with, you know, I mean, it was the whole cellar and uh -huh. Jerry Seinfeld and Amy Schumer. And I'm sitting there. They shoved me all the way in the corner. There's no yeah. way out. I'm shoved in the corner. I was six rows behind you, by the way. Yeah, okay, so you saw where I yeah, was. Yeah, but I'm just letting you tell the story. <laughs> then I will. Uh... Why don't you tell the story? No, it's not. I mean, you know what, you know what was going on on the inside there. Yeah, a, a, a kidney failure. I mean, I had to pee. And Esty was right next to me, and I said, Esty, I said, I'm not making a joke. I have to pee, and I'm, I, it's like emergency. And she was like, if you've got to go, you've got to go. Yeah. So I turned to Liz. I said, Liz, I got to go pee. She goes, your funeral. And oh, so the man. whole row had to stand yeah. up. Oh! But I, honestly, I look back now, and I think, I, I honestly, it's either I'm leaving in an ambulance, or I'm just going to ruin these six seconds. I am. Um... I yeah. What are you supposed to do, right? You had to go. You had to. Did yeah. you have a lot to drink right before? The... No, that's the crazy thing. Is I was like, don't drink a lot, Mateo. You're gonna be sitting for an hour. Don't embarrass yourself. Blah blah. blah. And, th and then I came back in and sat in the way back because there was no way I was gonna make the whole row get up. Again. That was that was a, a smart move on your part. But then of course it was like nonstop harassment from comics, and then Colin tweeted, "Mateo's dead to me. He stood up and ruined my show." I'm so sensitive that I was like, "Colin hates me," and everyone's like, "No, he likes you. He's joke. This is yeah, a joke." I have like a nonstop Twitter feud with him, and every time he says something, I'm like. I hope, I hope he's joking. And then I realized, like, I just slammed him really hard. Well, Mark Norman was like, oh, you should have said, like, I wouldn't have peed if it was as good as your last. Like, he had all these, like, <laughs> right, right, right. ready to go. And I, so instead, I bought him a pizza from Joe's Pizza. I know. That was good. Yeah. That looked good. And then he interrupted my set. Right. It was the best. Which I think that is actually worse than what you did, because yours was an accident. He actually attacked you. I loved it. I know. It was. I would be thrilled if that happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm still glowing about it. And then someone changed my Wikipedia to Mateo Lane ruined Colin Quinn's show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro. Yeah, the peeing thing is like I... I don't think... I think that's why I don't go to as many movies as I'd like to because it's like I can't just be like I'm going to the movies now. It's like when did I last have coffee? Oh, I had coffee an hour ago. I can't go to the movies. Yeah. Because I'm not one of those people like I only missed four minutes in the middle like that would drive me bananas. I know. But I went to see Mike Birbiglia's show and... I was waiting outside the theater. It was like 7.40, and then he walked out. like, <laughs> like And uh, I go, what's going on, Mike? Don't you have a show? He's, yeah, I'm going to go get some coffee. I was like, how do you go get coffee? First of all, I wouldn't want coffee in my system if I was on stage because I would shake. And, right. But that's just – but I also all I would be thinking about is that's going to that's gonna kick in 
midway through your Broadway show. But I mean, he also knows his body better than I know his. But I, some people just have sensitive yeah. bladder. I also have prostatitis. Uh huh. So and then I said that on stage, and Colin's like, "I have prostatitis." And then we bonded over that. Here's a fucking bomb. I've had that before. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you pee. But is that something? I mean, it's like a. It's not like goes away though. Like it's I, chronic. So oh, it's you kind have chronic. Of goes oh, okay. in and out. I had a little. Uh, what do you call it? A hit and run prostitute. Oh, I wish I had a hit it was and like run. Ten, like, I guess it was a mild one. Oh, every once in a while, like I'll take like a warm bath or like take ibuprofen. But they say, don't drink coffee. Don't, you know, it's well, fuck oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when I got it, this was maybe 15 years ago that like the I went to urologist and he's like, here's a list of things you can't have. It's like, oh, everything yeah. I would possibly want. Air, pasta, <laughs> sex, life. And they just hand it to you like it's no big deal. So no coffee, no sour, no spicy, no fruit, no vegetables. Just like, okay. Okay. Do you live a life, doctor? <laughs> Do you realize the words coming out of your mouth right now? Just just have a slice of uh, wheat toast and, <laughs> and, uh, until it goes away. And then, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you did, you ruined his show. And uh, I, I, I was watching. I was like, oh, man, I felt I felt bad for you. Yeah, I felt bad for you. I, I mean, I also think that. I was like, I felt bad because you felt bad. But it's also a thing where no one... Is going who's why the fuck is he doing that? Like everyone, anyone who knows you knows there must have been a good reason why you ruined Colin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Rachel finds it. She was like, it was so mysterious. It was like, where's Mateo going? I mean, to be fair, I tried to I I tried to pick a moment that Colin wouldn't be too distracted, so he started doing crowd work with someone. And oh, was, did he? Yeah. So I was like, now's my chance. But no one noticed the crowd work because I got up. Because it says this guy stands up and, from the second row. And it was like, no one was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I gotta go pay. I mean, I looked crazy. <laughs> uh, you had a nice smile on your face, though. You were kind of like, hey, excuse me. I, know, I was like, I'm gonna, this is how I die. This is how I lose my career. It would have been much worse if you would come back and try to sit back in your seat again. I can't even imagine the yeah, stress. Yeah, that would have been like, that would have been like, yeah, that you didn't, that's where you fucked up. I know. And I was but like, you didn't do it, so it's a moot point. Right. <laughs> um, if I was on the aisle seat, no one would have looked. How are you on planes? What are you? Uh... I have to sit in the aisle. Yeah. Oh, and one time I got pushed in a window seat coming back from Vegas. Yeah. And it was a couple. And I said, look, guys, I'm going to tell you now. Does anybody want this window seat? I'll get the aisle seat. I have to pee a lot. I said it. Yeah. And they go, no, no, no. We like our seats. Six times I got up. <laughs> from Vegas to New York? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six times. I thought, you know what? And, and every time I got up, I thought, good. I hope I'm pissing these people off. I had a woman do that to me on a flight, and I was like, no, I'm going to keep my aisle seat. She she was in your position, and she didn't get up once. I was like, oh, you just wanted my aisle seat. Yeah. But uh, One time this guy on a plane was like begging me for my spot because he had to do work, and he's like, please, can I have your spot? Blah, 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 this and this, da, da, da. And it's like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I don't. Whatever, fine. He seemed like fine. So I got up and I moved, and then he tried handing me money, and I was like, "No, I don't want your money." And then he handed me his cards, like, "I'm a producer in Hollywood. I've won an Academy Award. If you ever need anything, let me know." And I was like, "Just take yeah. the seat." Well, you, I wrote a, a terrible screenplay. Will you produce it because I switched seats with you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll invest eighteen million dollars into your <laughs> into your movie because you switched seats with me. <laughs> I'm a big producer. That's how you know someone's a big producer. When yeah, yeah, that's how you know someone's a, a, a really important person. I'm so important that I couldn't get the seat I wanted on a flight. 
<laughs> in economy. In economy. We were like, so we were zone four, which might as well say garbage person. I mean, it was like, this yeah. man is not a producer. Right. So what, he was in a window and you, he wanted an aisle? Or? Uh, yeah, I can't remember if he was in a window. There, I must have had an empty seat next to me and he needed the extra space. Oh. And so he coerced me into moving into an aisle, which was fine because it was in an aisle seat. I was going to sleep anyways, but then he got his double space so he could write and I mean, it looked like he was. I need two seats to do movie production from a plane. <laughs> what a fucking loading shit that is. What are you doing, aerobics? You're just, you're typing. What could you possibly be doing from a plane that's movie producer related? Like that you need extra room. Just, are you directing yeah, from you're, the plane? Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> I really need, I need two seats, which I could have bought two seats because I won an Academy Award. But if there's any, do you have that card still? No, this is years ago. Oh, man. Well, be, I should have called him and said, be funny let's if he go, was, buddy. That would be funny if he was this massive producer. Like, just have to, have to get a bad seat. And all. Um, but you got uh, you told me earlier you got upgraded. You're going to, to uh, Vancouver tomorrow? Vancouver. I fly to, first from here to Seattle. Ooh. And then Seattle to Vancouver. I didn't know there was a stopover. Yeah, but it's first class. That changes everything. It's no. six hours. And for, I'm so excited. Yeah, I get the meal. Yeah. I can't wait to just glare at people as they so walk by So it's not just me. business class? It's, it's first? First class. And did you get it because of your diamond or something? Or I'm platinum status, but that I across country you don't normally get upgraded. To no, they usually want to sell those seats. Yeah, so I I don't know if the I don't know what happened, but I looked at my ticket first class, and I keep <laughs> double taking because I'm like not believing that it's right. actually there. I arrange that. All, all the guests, <laughs> all the guests on the top of podcast get their next flight upgraded. That would be that would be amazing. How do you have platinum? Like I feel like I tour more than you do, but I don't know how much you tour. Um. Well, I was flying a lot to Spain United. last year. Oh, oh, that's right. So that was a big one. Okay, and that changed. Um, yeah, that, that's. But this this year I'm flying a lot. I'm on the road every weekend between now and the end of May. Really? So I'll be diamond status by oh, June, I think. My God. I was talking to Ryan Hamilton about it. Oh, he yeah, knows everything. A, he is. A, well, me and Ryan have had long, excruciating conversations about uh, frequent flyer miles. He makes me laugh so hard. My favorite, we all watched the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I was and, there. Yeah. And, you know, the Maroon 5 was horrible. Anyways, at the end, everyone sort of left, and now it's just me and Ryan at the table. Uh-huh. And, and Ryan, it just in the Ryan way, starts talking about Maroon 5 and goes, does the man realize he's a pop star? <laughs> Does he know what he's on a show called The Voice? And then he goes, the most talent on that stage was his tattoo artist. Oh, man. I was, I mean, I was like shaking. I was laughing so Because Ryan's such a nice guy. That's such a nice guy. Such a, you don't expect that cutting kind of stuff from him. But it was so true because it was the worst halftime show in the world. It was awful. Uh, those guys are really good friends, man. So I can't try. No, well, t- you tell them I said <laughs> no, I that some them. gay in the Upper East Side <laughs> hates them. I, they really. Did. I almost felt bad for the pounding they got after that, though. Yeah, they didn't deserve. it. I mean, they did their best, but I mean, it just goes to show a halftime. Like Maroon Five is music that you have on at CB2 or H and M, and you know what I mean. And it's fine. Like, but it, but it comes to the halftime show, so we're likening their music to it's to Prince. Right. So you're not that good. And I was like, there wasn't one diva available. Cher couldn't show up. Really? Cher was Cher if they called Cher 30 minutes before the Super Bowl, she'd be like, "I'm ready to go." Yeah, she's she does she still tour Cher? Absolutely. And she's in her 70s, right? early 100s. I saw her in Vegas. Uh-huh. And it was it was, it was a shocking show to tell you the truth Why because, is that? Well, because we're so obsessed with cultural appropriation these days 
and Cher did pretty much everything you're not supposed to do. <laughs> she came down in a Afro wig and her ass hanging out. And then the next song was an Indian-inspired song, not Native American, like yeah. Indian from India. Yeah. And so then the next one was Native American. Yeah. I mean, I literally went to the bathroom and I'll, I'm like, well, this can't get any worse. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, are oh you joking? God. Like literally making oh that noise. Oh my God, someone needs to. Uh... Let her know. Yeah, because she seems pretty enlightened when you read her tweets. And she stuff. is. But it's also just share. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a different set of rules for share because it's so over the top. Maybe. I'm I like 20% Native American, I found out. Are you really? Did you do it 23 and me or something? Yeah, because I'm because we're Me- I'm Mexican, well, like a quarter Mexican, but we're indigenous, so it says Native American. Uh-huh. So, so you did this, the swab thing? Then? My Aunt Cindy did, so I just deducted hers by half. My mom and Aunt Cindy. Oh, you literally didn't do the test? No, I got it from, I went to The View and they gave me the test, but then my Aunt Cindy already did it. And I know my dad is like 100% Irish. You went to The View? Yeah. You were on The View? I just went to, I wasn't on it. <laughs> you went to the, I, I don't know that. what I'd be selling. I love that you, you know? fucking got in line to go see The View. Oh, I love it. Well, my friend, my friend got me tickets to the show and I showed up. Yeah. I love it. And we got to meet Whoopi Goldberg afterwards. I heard she's very nice. She's the nicest. I wanted to meet Joy. I know Joy. She's nice. I would. Lo- I think she's great. I have known her a long time. So what? I mean, I don't, I'm not like tight with her, but I, I, she used to, when I first moved here, she was doing a lot of sets. Um, wow. So you saw The View? Saw The View. What? Uh, where are you going on the road? <laughs> um, I'm going to so Vancouver this weekend. The next... Have you been to Vancouver? No, it's my first oh, time. Oh, it's great. I heard everyone's... I've been to Toronto... In Montreal and Halifax, but now I'm going to Vancouver. I'm so excited. Everyone's like, it's a wonderful city. No Uber there. Really? Yeah. You're going to, just a fair warning, you have to call a taxi. Well, then I'm not going. It's still a great city, though. I'm not trashing it. I'm uh, just warning you in case you had Uber plants. Fuck. Right. Yeah, because the venue's not close to the hotel. Are you doing the festival? Yeah. The Jeff, JFL? Mm-hmm. I've done that before. I guess I wasn't good enough to get asked to do it this time. <laughs> So you should probably cancel that. I'll, I'll call my agent. <laughs> How are you? So you're going to you're going to Vancouver. Where else are you going? I'm going to Rochester, New. Um, actually, let me just read because I'm going to fuck this up. Maybe we should do this at the end when we're doing yeah. plugs. Yeah, I'm going to Massachusetts and then New York, upstate New York somewhere, and then Chicago. Do you like going on the road? Um, I'm not really used to it. This is my first time really doing it so i i just am trying to i like hotels yeah i guess i like it i like doing the shows do you like being alone um well i have a friend opening for me on a couple dates evan williams so i'll be able to like go to the gym and like hang out and play video games Uh uh-huh but being alone i I mean yeah no i'll listen to podcasts a lot or you won't go wander depends on the city i'm in i mean for me it's like i don't want to get hate crimed if i'm in the middle of like (laughs) you know what i mean arkansas um, when I was in D.C., that was fun. Like I knew, but it's sh- it's kind of shocking. The older you get, the more people you know in other cities. Like, yeah, I'm going to Pittsburgh soon, and I already have friends who're like, oh, we'll hang out. Like in Seattle, my friend is gonna hang out with me. So it kind of like, oh, I guess you just really know people all across the country. Yeah, and sometimes it's, you can cross paths with another. I always look up to see who's in town. Oh yeah, I got, oh I, I should do that to see like what other comics are in yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Have a little post show. Hang post mortem dinner. Talk about how <laughs> bad or good how your shows were. Or, yeah, um, there were three people at my show. So did you? Did you? Have you done like middling on the road, like or just? Uh... Um, I'm currently going on the road with Aziz, like opening for Aziz. Oh, okay, 
And uh, but I've never been like a opening opener for anybody. Just skipped right to headliner, huh? It's well, I did one. Now I'm gonna op- be bitter. <laughs> please do. I mean, I, please. <laughs> I need it. Um, I opened once for Anthony Jeselnik like three years ago. That was like the only time I ever middled for someone. Really? Mm-hmm. At a theater or was that at a club? It was at the Tampa Improv. Oh, I've done that place. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, I, I don't even know where you started doing comedy. Chicago. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Okay. I started seven, seven, almost seven years ago, a little over seven years ago, and I was drawing TV commercials during the day, the storyboard artist, ah. and um, I was doing stand-up at night, and then I got a job drawing full-time in New York, so I had like 30 days of like, you need to move to New York in 30 days, so I literally moved, picked up all my shit, drove to New York, and started drawing full-time there, and then just started going to open mics in New York. But you started in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I had no idea you did the storyboard thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to store? Did you use a storyboard when you made your pitch? Um, I did for yes. I illustrated all the characters, and I oh, illustrated like we storyboarded like the scenes that we had in our heads, and yeah. So did you go to art school? Yeah, I went to the school, of the Art Institute of Chicago. It's like the oh, that's good, one, right? Yeah, it's the number one art school in the country. Wow! I got in with four drawings. Really? I didn't even do art in high school. No, I studied opera and singing in high school. So I never drew. I only went to drawing school because I took one. I went to a uh, community college for a semester and took one art class because I was good at drawing and I didn't want to go to college. My mom was like, just take one class. So I took an art class. That guy, that my teacher happened to be a teacher at School of the Art Institute. It was his part-time job. He saw me draw and he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I've always been able to draw. And he's like, you really should like put a portfolio together. So he helped me get like four or five big drawings together. And, I went and he to, was teaching at your high school? Like a, no, the community college. Okay. So he was teaching at the best school in the country and a community college? Mm-hmm. He would do, he would do uh, weekends at the Art Institute of Chicago. He was teaching some kind of drawing class. And then in the weekdays, he was teaching at uh, what was called Harper College, a community college. Huh. And then, I, then I, so, and then I drew and I studied in Italy. And I started working professionally as an illustrator at, like at age 23. Wow. Yeah, I, I drew, I've drawn commercials for Seven Up and Lexus and you know Honest Tea and uh, DSW and like hair and makeup and how does that even work? Does like the person who's thinking a commercial go? I think I sort of see it like like a sketch artist almost like for a police sketch artist. Yeah, it's kind of like a comic in a way. Like you have an agent and then you have a specialty. And so my specialty was fashion illustration. So I have a portfolio. So when um, companies would come, commercial companies would come to these websites, they would look at the portfolios and say, oh, we like this artistic style and then they'd call me see if I was available. Yes. You get on the phone with the art director, normally some piece of shit, but they have, we have, you know, we need 10 frames or 32 frames or however many drawings they need. Black and white or color if it was always wanted color because you got to pay more money. Um, and, um, you know, this is what we see and here's our lookbook and they would have like stick figures drawn. So I would right. go off their stick figures. So did you get more for color literally because you had to pick up more pencils? Yeah. Wow. So you could make like, I mean, if I had to do 23 frames in like a weekend, I mean, you know, that's it's uh, 150 per frame. Oh. So you make good money, but you don't get paid until three months later. 60 days later, usually, Jeez. sometimes three months, and you have to take out tax, and you have to pay your agent. So I got very good at collecting my money and saving my money, but then when I moved to New York, I had a full-time drawing job with this startup company that my friend Aaron was working at. That's how I got the job, and it was you know benefits and salary and stuff. I hate waiting for get to get paid. It's horrible. 
It's, it's, I should get paid right away. I did my service. Why I mean, that, not that paid? must have been a shock when you started doing comedy. They're like, you're done. Here's your money. Yeah. I'm, and But sometimes you do road stuff, and it's like it comes later. Because I have mine go to my agent first. Yeah. So All I pay of, them out. See, I, I don't like that. I mean, that happens with some of my money. I, I want to write a check and send. So I just say, take Yeah, it's good. They take out the me. commission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's getting so show busy. I, it is, but that's but it's you know that was the world I came from. I was and I was also performing in Chicago before I was before I was doing stand up. I was singing at gay strip clubs. Oh really? Mm-hmm. How did the singing? Did you strip while you were singing? No, I was the singer in between the stripper and the drag queens. They needed like someone to come out and do music. It was this weird cabaret themed show we traveled every weekend to different gay clubs all around the city and you were trained you're a trained singer trained opera singer wow because i've heard you <laughs> sing at the uh, village underground and, the, <laughs> yeah. and upstairs at the cellar at the yeah. olive uh you nail that high note on take on me oh yes thank you yeah they always play that for me i always have to because sometimes i'm not warmed up so literally when they're like in your next meeting i'm going because i know he's gonna play that song <laughs> Yeah, do a vocal warm up to do a fifteen minute set. <laughs> Maybe I wonder if that's a good. I wonder if that's a good thing. I've always wondered, like, is my voice? Am I going to lose it at some point? No, you don't. Your voice, you're not. You don't push your voice, and no. you generally have. You have a bass voice, and you generally speak from. You 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 don't sound like you're talking from your throat. Okay. So you're be fine. Does your voice get tired after shows? No, I get tired, and the, audience, <laughs> and the audience gets really tired. Well, I've <laughs> it just everyone's tired except machine. my voice. But like Nathan McIntosh is talking. Oh my god, his, he's like my voice really gets tired, and I said, yeah, you know, I put my hand on his stomach and I said, start talking, and he was talking, and I felt nothing moving from his stomach. I said, you're pushing from your throat. You're you know, you really have to figure out how to breathe from your diaphragm if you want to continue talking that way he yeah he's got some volume on him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and he has a big range because his voice goes really high and really low and you know so yeah i've always like when people he sees me like that I, I sometimes go is that just natural and i guess it is yeah they, they, i mean he's also so fucking talented but yeah he's his, very good oh. his natural way of speaking but some comics like you know they don't once they are do an hour-long set they don't have the 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 breathing Right. Down and so they're not breathing from the diaphragm, so they can hurt their voice. Do you um do you get stage fright at all? No, not at all. Never. Really? No. Not even a little. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't. Get, <laughs> I don't know what I meant by no. Uh-uh. <laughs> like a little smidgen. <laughs> I don't get nervous either. I get. I got. I get. The last time I got really nervous was my first set at the cellar. Uh huh. I almost threw up. I was so nervous. Well, that that would be nervous. Yeah, but that's the last time. And before then, I don't remember. I don't get nervous for. I didn't get nervous for late night. I don't. Get, I don't get nervous. What late night have you? What late night? I did it? Seth Meyers and Stephen Colbert. Oh, how those go? Good. Yeah, they were really good. I don't think I'll do another late night set. Why? Um, I don't write material as fast as other comics do, and I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I didn't really get. It was cool to do, but I don't know. I just don't know. I wasn't. It didn't jive. Like, I don't know. I don't. Do you think that your style isn't? No, the performances went fine. I just, I don't know. It just sort of like happens and then it's gone. And yeah, it is then, weird. Then there's it's, four it's, minutes gone. Yeah. Oh, you mean like you think you burnt them? Yeah. Uh, it, I would say, being in the old pro here, that uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. There's nowhere, I mean, anywhere, you're not going to go on stage and go, I heard those four minutes. Yeah, I mean, I and if anyone who does that is just a, a piece of shit. Yeah. I guess I could have done old material then over and over at the I cruise. mean, there was times I've, I mean, when I did Conan and Letterman, I did repeated jokes from Conan 
from Letterman to Conan. Yeah. Yeah, there's time. I mean, I think it's the maybe the comedy culture's changed a little bit where there's more pressure now to yeah. like, but comics used to do you'd see them do the same set on four different shows. Yeah. But I feel like this pressure of like I don't know if I agree with like having to do a new hour oh, every I year. Yeah, I, I could talk about this. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see. I to me, I mean, I think it's awesome that comics are pushing themselves that way. But to me, I'd rather a naturally finished project product than a I have to get an hour out this year. It yeah. seems like like maybe the focus is. I, I mean, I, I'm also just maybe not good enough. I mean, I'm not like Bill Burr. Bill Burr's. Well, Burr, Burr so is, is very funny, but he's also like a guy who, you know, if the same story happened, same experience happened to me and Bill Burr, he would say it in a 10-minute way, and right. I would say it in a 30-second way. <laughs> he's just better at being verbose. I think you're and right. I don't mean that as an insult. I no, mean, just, he's amazing. Like, he, he could just go on stage and talk about something that literally just happened and it talk be, for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But, but the hour thing, yeah, I mean, because I was thinking, it's always... It's like it's, you still want it to be good because you see people. I'm not gonna mention names where they're like, "I have a new hour," and like, "Okay, you do," but it's it's so much worse than your last hour. Right. And I mean, the be- first special you do, you have the best advantage because you have like seven years of whatever prepping of, it. Yeah, like it's you take the best of everything you've ever written. Right. But I also, but it's it is weird because like I feel like, you know, if you're an author, no one says you have to write a book a year. <laughs> Or even or a musicians. filmmaker or a musician, yeah, you, you could. They, they'll be just like, "Hey, it's been six years since right. your last album. Well, what I, you been doing?" I mean, I, I, I think it also just depends on the person you are. Like, I'm just not that kind of yeah. a writer. I mean, I also don't sit and write jokes. I have to just like chat, yeah, and then something pops and I make a note of it and then I do it on stage. That's kind of what I do. Yeah. It's the Todd Berry method. <laughs> it is the great method. I'm reading all these Gary Goldman tweets. Know, yeah. I'm like, God, this man is like a monk. He's so dedicated. Right. I, I feel like such a piece of shit. I know. I like, he's like, go to the museum. I'm like, oh, God, I got to go to a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing he, against going to a museum. He is like, he is this bit he just did about drinking water in the 70s. And oh, yeah, I saw like, that. I mean, it is one of the, but see, he's so good and so talented that I'm like, oh, that's why. He's such a good comedian because look at how fucking funny this joke is. Right, and he does the work. He does the work. Meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> like, well, I could talk about the Food Network. Ooh. We both have a chop joke. I know we do. And I actually sent mine. I tweeted mine at uh, Ted Allen, <laughs> and he retweeted it. So uh, I, I own that topic of chops. I'll no. move off. No. I actually have taken, like, I used to have a bigger bit about chopped, and it's been condensed into, like, t- 30 seconds. I do hate those. Oh, really? Yeah. I do hate those bits where you're like, "Oh, fuck! I can't! I can't claim!" You know, I there thirty other comics must cover this, and they hope that you hit it at a different angle. Well, your angle's the exact opposite of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought about like how ridiculous it is. Like, don't spoil my joke. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the now I know you're. Uh, so you're a Food Network fan, which? Well, it used to be. I love the Barefoot Contessa, who I talk about a that. lot. Oh, I mean, she's a gay icon. Oh, okay. You know, imagine Catherine Zeta-Jones with that haircut and a blue button-up and nothing else in common. <laughs> I mean, she's ridiculous. She lives in the Hamptons. She's at least three and a half feet tall and is only friends with gay men. 
And she's got two distinct personalities. She has her calming voice when she cooks. Uh And then she has her overly excited, not sure how to socialize voice when her friends are around. So in the episode, she's like, and then we're going to put a little bit. You want to use the best vanilla. You want to use the butter for the flavor and the oil for the heat. And it's kind of like, you know, drones you to sleep. And and then her friends come over and she's like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." I'm like, Ina, calm down. (laughs) So you watch that one? Uh, Do you watch? And you watch Chopped? I well, I can't watch. I get anxiety. I, I need Xanax after 15 minutes of Chopped. <laughs> I'm stressed out by this. First of all, in the government Pentagon basement, where are they cooking? And 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 they get these ingredients. I think I heard it takes like eight hours to film an episode or oh, something. And they're always cooking for not like you know the chef Monsieur. They're cooking for like some bullshit C plus CW star who knows nothing <laughs> of food. So they're slaving away, and then she's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like mushy. I mean, you didn't really cook the uh, gummy worms that well. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, my joke, I say they get a basket of limited ingredients. They open it up. It's duct tape and an eel. And then the host <laughs> is like, fun. make an apple pie. And they're just <laughs> panic really ensued. That's All fun. they're missing is sniper dots on their forehead. I like on that show that they clearly tell them to be cocky. Because <laughs> there's, no, there's almost never anyone who's like, I, I I hope to win. There's some really good people. It's always like, I'm the best. It'd be crazy if I didn't win this. Okay. Then you can see it's so not organic to the way they normally talk. But Even uh, the inflection is like, I am the best. Like, they're just... I'm the best, I guess. <laughs> Do, uh, now, you're a, a Shark Tank fan as well. well I, first of all, I love Shark Tank <laughs> and I love Barbara. Because I want to tell you a little story about Baba Corkin. I used to be a young girl who was a waitress, and I was struggling, but I got a loan for a thousand dollars. I'm out. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she's good. She she claims I read an article where she says she flies economy. No, she doesn't. It's just like if I have, I mean, I fly economy for the most part, but <laughs> if I had ninety million dollars in the bank, there would be uh, that would be one. I'd thing. like to fly economy because I love the little snacks you get. The food's too good in first class. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm really noticeable in my hot pink suit. She um, looks just like Lady Lane Fairchild from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, it's been a while. Oh, remember the the puppet with the beet red face who lived in the spinny house? It's been literally 100 years since I watched <laughs> that show. <laughs> it's been minimum 150 years since I've watched Mr. Rogers. Oh, but thank you. She looks like her. It's just it's uncanny. <laughs> she, uh, I like her because she always... Um, when someone doesn't pick her after she's made an offer, she acts like she's just sh- what? Ah. <laughs> what? She's like, you know the way this works. They're not always going to pick you. She always makes weird choices. Like one time, she said, "You know, I'm really enthusiastic about your product, but I'm not enthusiastic about you. You know too much. You know all the answers. I gotta trust my gut. I'm out." And then someone comes up with like a bowl of mashed potatoes. She's like, "I'm in. Three hundred thousand dollars. One percent of your company." <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw her once. There was this guy who was, he invented like a fake cadaver, not a, like a fake cadaver that you could do autopsies on. And it's like the guy was like brilliant. He had like a PhD in polymers or something, like a, a degree I never heard of. And he's like, I don't know. You're not very high energy. He's like, he's supposed to be the genius. You're supposed to be the money person. Right. You don't want a, a slick guy who invents shit. I don't You're know like if an I, awkward could, I weirdo. could do, drink a brewski with you. I'm out. It's like, bitch, what are you? <laughs> do you want to meet her? Oh, I would love it. I, 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 I'm sure. Sh- I mean, I, I had my on my Netflix 15. I did a whole impersonation of her. Oh, you should get her. You should tweet I, a clip out. I've been, t- I've been trying. I've been begging. I've been, tra- I've been tweeting, and nothing. I don't understand Twitter. 
I look at the birds and I don't hear any tweets. I mean, she's just so not in tune with. Yeah, but one of your eight interns could find it for you. Uh, I always it'd be good to know her just for like a deal on an apartment. I'm sure she. I yeah, that kind of would be. I don't hey, know what kind of deal she would just like cut the price in half. I don't know. Oh, you're a fan of mine. You can have this free three bedroom doorman building. Oh, wouldn't that be fabulous? Where do you live? I live in the Upper East Side. You do? I do. I had see that's not. I'm, Everyone's in a stroller. Yeah, young, old, they're all being pushed. Like way up in the Upper East Side, you don't have to tell me your address or anything. Not too far up in the Upper East, near the Met. I used to live at seventy seventh and Second. Okay, so that's close to me. Do you like that neighborhood? I'm surprised you live up there. Um, well, I, you know, if I could live anywhere, I'd live in the village. Yeah. Um, but that's not an option. So I I like it. You know what? It's first of all, it's close to the airport. Easy to get to Laguardia. And is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you take the bridge? Yeah, Tribal Bridge. You're there in like eight minutes. Okay. And then also, I'm right by the train. I'm right by my gym. I bet, you know, I'm not, I don't go out and drink. I'm not like a nightlife guy. And yeah. I'm normally at the cellar anyway. So I don't know. Do you matter. have, do you live alone? Mm hmm. One bedroom? Just a studio. studio. Well decorated? Uh, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good decorator. I had someone come with me and help me decorate. Are you neat? Very neat. I'm Are very, you? very clean and organized. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I'm a mess. You're a mess. My my apartment now looks like a like a Manhattan mini storage, <laughs> with a cat walking around, <laughs> sort of on guard. Yeah, she's 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 uh, she's watch. Yeah, you can think about stealing something, but uh, <laughs> but you've got security. <laughs> You're gonna get a little kitten scratch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really allergic to cats. Are you? Yeah. Well, it's good we didn't do this at my yeah home prob- studio. Probably best. It's. <laughs> The uh, so you're so you're good at throwing stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I, every once in a while, I have to be reminded, like, why am I holding on to this? This brings me. What am I doing? And right. so I'll throw it out. I only watched one episode of that Marie Kondo. What's her name? Marie Kondo. Yeah. Kondo. Yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah, she's uh, she's got a lot of charisma. She does. I yeah. like that she greeted the house. She sat down on the floor and she's like, "I'm gonna greet the house," and all yeah. the Americans are like, "What's going on? I'm uncomfortable." But she did. You know, she greeted the house and was nice to it and. But I, I'm alone, and it, I like repetition. I like being organized. So, it, you know, I wake up, I make my bed. I'm just See, I don't, I, I don't even know how to make a bed. Come on, I, I can do it in like a real sort of sloppy way. But my mother's Italian and Mexican, so I was learning how to make beds and clean when I was like two. So you do like a tight military bed making? It's just I make it look really nice. Wow. Yeah. It do, that just doing that step makes the apartment look forty percent nice. Well, yeah, because that's the only thing you see. If my bed's not made, the apartment's destroyed. If it's made, fabulous. I'm so lazy, man. Oh, I'm lazy too, but I do like my bed to be made, and I do wash my dishes. Do you clean your own apartment? Um, yeah, I dust every like every two or three days. I'll try and go through and like dust the surfaces and vacuum. I do have a maid every blue moon who comes in and just like deep cleans. Yeah. That's what I need right now, actually. I'm like, I'm looking around like, oh, it's, I think it's time for another deep They're clean. surprisingly not as expensive as you would think they it's would like be. like 70 bucks or something. Yeah. yeah. I guess that could be expensive. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, pasta. Oh, certo. <laughs> Parliamo della pasta. I feel like we've had a few conversations about pasta. Yes. I've now become the pasta expert at the cellar. You should uh, organize a big uh, group dinner. I would love that. I would seriously love that. It could be annoying, though, because then everyone would be like, why don't you try mine? I want to try mine. And then I'd be like, oh, God. This yeah. is fucking annoying. We'd have to go to a restaurant. Um, I think I told you about this pasta I had in Brooklyn. I think it's called Missy or Misi, M-I-S-I. It was good. It was, what kind of pasta? It was fettuccine with buffalo butter. But it was Alfredo? 
No, 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 okay, no. Okay, good. It was I just, got nervous. No, it wasn't like a tacky, okay. cloying Alfredo. <laughs> it was uh, it was buffalo butter, I think some cheese. I don't know which kind. Maybe Parmesan. And uh, Was it Pecorino? Like it, Parmesan looking but had a bite to it? Yeah, maybe. And black pepper. And oh, own a cacio pepe. It's similar of. to a cacio pepe, yeah. but not a butterier Okay. Oh, it was fucking good. Yeah, it's probably a kind of Alfredo. Because they, uh, the real Alfredo, which oh. is made in one restaurant in Rome, but Italians don't eat it. They absolutely don't eat it. It's right. an American thing with this cream sauce. All they use is butter and Parmesan. That's it. Uh, well, this is, I mean, because I've had like that kind of heavy fettuccine. Americans are obsessed with putting cream in their pasta, and I don't get it. So you don't like a vodka sauce? I'm not a big vodka sauce guy, no. I actually kind of like a I mean, every once in a while, I like cream in my red sauce, but like I love it, like bolognese, like a traditional, like that has like a heavy milk in it. I find the bad restaurants, in my opinion, I'm not an expert, they oversauce things. Yeah, like, that's, just that's very three ladles of just soupy. It's like I don't just put enough the, so I taste it, man. The pasta is supposed to be first of all, it's supposed to be cooked al dente, yeah. and it's supposed to have it's supposed to be finished cooking in the sauce. In other words, the pasta is the main is the star of the show. And should be treated as such. And the, the the sauce should just be coating the pasta perfectly. Right. Not a soup, not drowning, not not watery. It should be a perfect coat over the pasta. You hear that, people? So do you cook a lot? Oh, yeah, all the time. I'm a really good cook. My sister is, is an amazing cook. Really? She makes homemade butter, homemade ricotta, homemade, homemade pasta. Homemade butter? Homemade, yeah. She's, oh, my she's, God. She's the Where per- does she live? She lives in Chicago. But what? you should follow her on Instagram because she puts posts all her stories where she makes pasta and it's unbelievable it's unbelievable is she a professional chef no she's a professional um body fitness woman she's like a world champion fitness like a fitness like model yeah model? and judge and she like judges all these like fitness shows around the country and wow. da-da. yeah she's amazing and you work out like <clears throat> six times a week right yeah i work out a lot she's the one who got me on my diet and got me on my exercise and like my sister really pushed me into Working out in a routine and da 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 da. How am I going to lose my gut? It's diet. Your gut is diet. <sighs> That's the thing. People say, "Well, I do abs, or I do this, I do that." I said, "Yeah, but this area, the the lower abdomen area, if you're having difficulty getting weight off that area, it's strictly diet. So no carbs, no sugar. No carbs aren't bad. I eat a lot of carbs. Oh. You're supposed to have carbs. Your body needs. Your brain needs them." Um, it's just about regulating how often you're eating and then balancing your fats, your proteins, your carbohydrates, and you know, you know, and cooking your own meals is a huge help. And what about uh, wine? Is that a bad thing? Well, if you have wine every once in a while, that's fine. How okay. often are you drinking wine? I have like half a glass a night by probably average. It's a lot of sugar, I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like every four days, every three days, I have a glass. Like, what do you usually have for breakfast? Uh, I, I don't. I have coffee usually. Oh, that's okay. So we've already problem number one. I should start with the breakfast. Yeah, because you got to get your metabolism going and get your body moving. What should I have for breakfast? Like, I buy apples and then I forget I have them and then I throw them out. (laughs) You're such a comedian. (laughs) No, it's just such such a dope. And you feel confident for a second to buy buy apples. I'll buy two apples. Done. See how I see how that goes, and then you're like, "Oh, those, oh, those apples! <laughs> I forgot those apples." Here we go again. I have oatmeal, and I have plain oatmeal. I have a mix of egg and egg whites, you know, or like some kind of green smoothie. 
what else can I have? Give me some more options. Yogurt with fruit. I like yogurt. So get like Greek zero fat. Yeah, I get zero percent. There you go. I like raspberry. I love raspberries. My favorite fruit. But I mean, it's in there already. I don't. I'm not chopping raspberries up. No, well, you should. You should get plain yogurt and buy real fresh raspberries. I'd rather just have a gut then. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Nah, I want to get rid of this gut. But I. What about all right? I have like I have a gym in my building. Okay. For now, I do. I'm moving soon, but uh, all right. Do uh, I'll generally a few times a week just go on the treadmill for like 25 minutes. That's something, right? Sure. And then I walk, a, you know, a few miles a day. Or a I walk a lot in the city. Walking's good, right? That's very good. But it's not gonna make you. It's not gonna. Well, it's cardio. I mean, part of the, when you're doing cardio, you're losing weight at that moment, but then it generally stops when you stop doing cardio. You lift weights, your body is still burning the calories because your muscles are trying to repair. So I should be lifting weights. A mixture of lifting weights and cardio. Oh, God. I just find it so boring. It's horrible. And the music at the gym, I can't stand. Well, I put on Mariah. I listen to Mariah. I, well, that's the, the... No, I was going to say... That's the music that that's what the I, gym. That's what I want. No, I like Mariah. She's, <laughs> I don't know much about her, but she's got a good... Oh, voice. I could tell you anything you want to know about Mariah Didn't you? Did you meet her? Yeah, in an elevator. How did that happen? The MTV was doing a segment where fans meet Mariah in an elevator. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Mariah's not someone who... She's Takes probably like, oh, can you take the next elevator? Like <laughs> she a is. six foot eight guy. Like, can you take the next elevator? Well, she was, she was lit from the heavens. And um, yeah, it was for empty. But the production company knew me. They were like, "Hey, we're doing this thing where fans meet Mariah. Do you want to come?" I was like, "Yes." She gave me a hug. She was nice. Yeah, she was so nice. Like nervous she, and well lit. I mean, that's how she you was nervous. Her. Yeah, she just seemed kind of like n- nervous. I mean, kind of like <laughs> like she kept like blinking a lot. And maybe it's because she's like, "I'm this great singer, and now you're throwing me into the world of comedy bits." Yeah, I mean, I've said some really mean things about her on stage. Oh, you have? I thought you liked her. I love her. But what? Well, I just said you. She's like forty-seven and wears quinceañera dresses and yeah. harmless jokes. I mean, it's not like I'm, I don't say like horrible things. I've said worse things about Madonna. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Look, I love Madonna, but she's making some interesting choices as of late, and I wonder if maybe she's going through a crisis. Wow, Madonna, if you're out there, that was Matteo speaking, not me. Yeah. So uh, she listens. <laughs> tweet at him. She can you imagine if I got a tweet from Madonna? What did you say about me? What did you me? say? I've been listening to Todd Berry's podcast. <laughs> I'm really glad that he started doing it again. She lives but in the Upper East Side. She lives in like a, a huge. Right? I mean, it's I've giant. Seen, yeah. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. I remember there was a thing where like Madonna wants a gate in front of her apartment. I was like, yeah, what? Well, I would want a gate too if I were Same. Madonna. <laughs> yeah, that's outlandish. Uh, no, it's Madonna. It's, she deserves a gate. Right. Yeah, she does. She has a big black gate in front of her apartment. Where she lives in like the East 80s or something, right? Uh, well, I don't want to say specifically. Well, isn't it sort of common knowledge? Well, you don't have I mean, to. Get, no, no, let's not be. say. Let's I don't, not know. I don't want to get. I, then I'll get Madonna's lawyers calling me. Yeah. Not I mean, I think that's the thing. You, it's sort of been out there, but I, I, yeah, we won't we won't go in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think I want to talk to you about anything. No, I'm joking. <laughs> What did you do today? Today I woke up and did that chemistry test. Okay. Then I went to the gym. Uh-huh. Then I came home and for some reason really wanted to watch Disney's Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I have no idea why. In the middle of the day? Yeah, I had, I had like an hour and a half to kill. So I made lunch and coffee and made lunch. I got sweet green. I was eating lunch. Made coffee and watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And then put on some pants and came down. How do you make coffee? 
I have a an Italian like espresso. Oh, you have like a big machine? No, like a little. It's like the silver. I don't know oh, what they're okay. called. I think I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, you'll see. Like they have almost looks like a like a hourglass. See, I always want to make my own coffee, and then I then I like I have to grind it, and and then I have to weigh it, and no, set you the can temperature. buy. No, you that's what all the coffee baristas I talk to. Oh, tell me. baristas, please, they can go fuck themselves. Every barista <laughs> in this goddamn city makes espresso, and it tastes like like so burnt. They don't know how to make espresso really? in this. No, everyone's like mm, espresso. No, this is burnt. It's bad. It's burnt and it's bitter. I went to Rome once. You're supposed to. They stand there and have their absolutely. And you're supposed to slam it, right? Mm, not slam, not, but I mean, what the, the way I was taught as a kid, and I do it now. So instinctually, when I make when I drink coffee. Espresso. They give you a little spoon, and they give you the little tazza, the coffee cup. And I first mix it with my spoon to get some of that froth and drink the froth. And I'll do it like one or three drinks with the spoon and then drink the rest with the cup and then push it aside and put down my euro. Wow. And no cappuccino after 11 a.m. Why? It's a big rule. I don't know why. Oh, you mean that's a rule? And I uh-huh. thought that was your own personal. No, no, I'm bad. Take cappuccino dopo undici. Todd, that's how you lose your gut. No cappuccino. No cappuccino. Ten fifty nine. You're fine. Yeah, I've always wondered about cappuccinos because there's like the snobbery of not of drinking coffee black, at least in the sort of third wave coffee shops. Mm-hmm. But then cappuccinos are and lattes are. Totally I, know. I no do problem. love lattes, but it's it's I, a lot of milk. Because coffee's a nice treat because it's really not uh, caloric. No, no it's coffee's great. So I should have it without milk, though, just for to lose my gut, right? I ha- Well, you know, I have my coffee in the morning with a little half and half. Right. But you work but out 18 hours a week. That's absolutely right. How many hours do you work out every time? I, let's say five to six days a week on average, and I probably go to the gym for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Oh, so as little as 45 minutes. Depends on the muscle group. I mean, sometimes if I'm doing uh, legs, yeah. it's going to be like an hour and a half. If I'm doing shoulders, 45 how do you learn how to do all that? Yeah. My sister, she taught me everything. Will she do that for me? Yeah. If you want, she give her a call, and she'll write you a whole plan and diet and everything. But you just don't sound like you're going to stick to it if you're buying two apples <laughs> and they go to waste. Uh, you never. It's never too late, although it is too late. <laughs> but I don't, I, you know, I'm looking at myself because like, I'll take a Instagram picture, and I'm like, oh, you can see my gut if I'm just at the wrong angle. Well, and also on TV, you know, when I'm on TV. But uh, I know Instagram is all about those angles. My Instagram is insane. Yours is all like you post a lot of like nudes. Why do you? It seems out of character for you. Yeah, I don't. I just I. It's so funny how it happened. Like a year ago, it would get all the because I have I have there's a lot of gay followers on my Instagram and um, I'm always doing stupid pictures of me like you know sticking my ass out with Nicole Byer or something. And photographers in the city will hit me up and say, "Can I take photos of you?" And I was like, "That'd be weird." Photos of what? I finally agreed. And realized, oh, I'm the, working with these super talented photographers, uh-huh. and it's a trade. I get these beautiful photos, which would have cost thousands of dollars otherwise, and then they work with me because it's like an exchange. I have a lot of followers, right. and so we just I post and tag them, and so. And then when other photographers see I work with them, then they ask, and so I just kept agreeing. And then all of a sudden, my Instagram turned into this like a pretty Instagram page and I sort of love it. I got a lot of flack for it last week and some gays on Twitter were making fun of me for it. For what? For There was like, oh, I guess if you're naked but cross your eyes, you're still a comedian. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I don't know what to say. Oh, they're saying you've lost credibility as a comedian? I guess you... so, yeah. Oh. But I'm like, to me, I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't make me any less funny. Also, I'm having a blast working with these photographers. So right. I walk into studios. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. So you're totally naked? I haven't seen your Instagram. Oh, yeah. I've seen your in tweets. In a bunch. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I enjoy like this one last photographer I worked with. He was so. He's like, we're gonna be really weird. I was like, that's cool. He's like, yeah, we're gonna put nylon on your head, flowers on the side of your head. You're gonna hold this neon light. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm gonna be like 60, 70, 80, and be like, why wasn't I when I was working my fucking ass off at the gym? Why wasn't I running around naked all the time? Right. So I'm having and also a blast. if you have these killer free photographers. Yeah, they're the greatest. And they're all either gay men or queer. So I'm working, I'm promoting gay art. Well, it's, then it's a, it's, it's a social, uh, what am I trying to say? I have no idea. I don't know what I'm trying social to say. Social commentary? It's a social, uh, socially responsible thing. That's yeah. not what I, forget about that. But I think most communities are like, what is going on with your page? I'm like, I don't know, it's for the gays. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, why don't we talk about your tour dates before we go? Sure. I want to talk just about... Okay, let's see. I don't know when this is going to air, but... Uh, oh, okay. Well, it I'll doesn't just, matter. I'll read just a few. Read as many as you want. Um, let's see. So, I will be uh, February 21st to the 23rd. Roar, MGM Springfield, Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, the 28th to March 2nd, I think. Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Then I'm with Aziz in Chicago. Um, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Ohio. And then I'll be at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, March 22nd to the 23rd, and the Funny Bone, Albany, New York, April 5th to the 7th. Sounds good. Uh, well, I think this went well, Mateo. I, th- I, I feel had, like I, I still got it. You do have it. I made it about me. Then. Did I, I come across as arrogant or a piece of shit in any way? No, ways? not at all. All right, good. No. I'm very neurotic and um, ready to hate myself at any moment, so I'll leave here feeling I, bad about something. But in an hour, I'll send you a text that'll like passive-aggressive <laughs> just to make you feel like, <laughs> like, are you sure you want me to keep all that? You want me to post that after the way you acted? <laughs> after you snub auditions. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. All right. The Todd Berry Podcast. We're back, everyone. I just want to say goodbye to you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Matteo Lane. And uh, Starburns brings you this podcast. I think it's starburns.audio is the website for this and other podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes and then rate it if you want, if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye.